three, two, one, sink. Hmm. Hmm? You pondering that sinking? Yeah, I'm I'm doing the supersonic select for Sonic Adventure. You're you're letting that sink in? <coughs> Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. I'm Isaiah. I'm Charlie, I guess. I'm Steven. And today, we played Sonic Advance 3, a game for the Game Boy Advance by Dimps. The Dimps. World-famous Dimps. <laughs> they, made a, they made a Sonic Advance 3, but not a Sonic Adventure 3. Whoa! But why? When I, when I type SA3 into Google, uh, the internet gets sad. <laughs> Me too, thanks. This game is okay. <laughs> yeah, okay is the way I describe okay it. Okay is 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 pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, it suffers from like a majority of the issues that one and two suffer from, but mm-hmm. it has like the solution that you can play as Sonic and Tails simultaneously. It, it's sort of a combination of the first and second game, yeah. in my opinion. It has some multiplayer features that uh, we didn't get to explore. I think because it looks like you can choose main game and then you can do multiplayer. So the way this game works, I assume that means that you can just play one stage with your friends simultaneously, playing as different characters. Yeah, I don't, like, I'm not sure how it works, so I don't want to really talk about it too much. Yeah. Do you know what you can't do? Go on. You can't play with Chow or raise Chow. Oh, uh, yeah, you can look at them, though. Yeah, you can look at them. You can look at them in their stagnant child form. <laughs> the process of, like, including Chow in the Sonic universe without including a Chow garden bewilders me to this day. Yeah. I think I hear Chow! We've now played two different games that include Chow, but don't actually have any sort of garden. And to be fair, one in one three. of them, three, Chow right? was a three? Because the Sonic Advance, I mean, Sonic Advance 2 has a Chow, tiny Chow garden, but you have to unlock it. Well, so I'm, I'm also counting Sonic Heroes, but one of those, the Chow in question is like a character yeah. rather than just like a thing to... To collect or whatever. Yeah, and in that case, Sonic Battle has the same issue. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Anything that has Chow in it and not a Chow Garden, I guess the tiny Chow Garden counts, even if you do have to unlock it, but like anything that doesn't have a Chow Garden of any sort and has Chow is like wrong. It, it is wrong, and it feels wrong. Like Sonic Advance 3, I remember as a kid getting Sonic Advance 3 because I heard that a Sonic Advance game would give you a tiny Chow Garden so that you could like do stuff with Sonic Adventure 2, and yeah. I was like, that's exciting. I want to get all up in that. I chose the wrong Sonic Advance game for a number of reasons, but that one being the main one. <laughs> yeah, specifically that one does not give you the Chow that you're looking for. Yeah, it sucks. I do like the uh, the Chow... What, what do they call it? Like, Sanctuary? I think they call it a garden. It's called the Chow Map. <laughs> yeah, it's just called the Chow Map, isn't it? Yeah, which is fine. So, in this game, it, it's structured basically the same way as Sonic... Advance and Sonic Advance 2 in terms of like level design and the controls more or less but it has like instead of the rings that we were discussing in the previous game it replaces those with chow that you can find throughout the level the the levels that you're in yeah I think it's I think it's three chow per act plus one in the hub world because I found one in the hub world that's only the case for the first and second areas I think after that they start having different numbers for the different acts like uh, the last area has like five in its last act i think yeah i mean every zone has 10 chow but where they are changes but you can see which act has what in in the chow map which is cool okay and it's not like you have to collect them all in one go yeah but i mean basically when you get all the chow in a given zone you have to uh look for like a special ring in a random it's like it's always random in a stage and then you could do the special stage, but if you fail it, you have to look for the ring again in a different space. It's it's not a ring, it's a key. Yeah, and I think it's always in the same spot. No, it's it's not always in the same spot. There are locations that it can spawn, and it does so randomly. I can give you an example. The first time I got a key, I got the key, and I was like, sweet, and then I accidentally quit, and I didn't keep the key, because I'm very dumb. So I played the same stage again, and I went to the same place, and it wasn't there, and it was later in the level. Uh, so it is not in the same place every time. Oh, weird. I got it in the same place twice in a row, so I just thought that it was... You're just lucky. I don't know why I thought it was a ring. Because like, it's a Sonic game, and it would make sense if it was a ring but it's not yeah but uh, i got it in the same spot and that spot was directly before the ending of act 
one of zone one, and it was yeah. just like on a platform that you will hit before you get to the end. So I was like, oh, it's here just because like it's easy for the first one, so it must always be there so that it always gives it to you. But I guess not. And I, I find that the key, in my experience picking up two of them, I find that the key is in a place that you would just walk into. Like, you don't yeah. have to go looking for it, you just have to get to it in the first place. Which is different from the Chow, because in the previous game, like, I kind of compared these to the rings, but like Charlie said, you can get Chow in separate runs and it just tracks them all, but also the Chow are hidden in spots that you just won't end up going to necessarily, like, they're on platforms that you wouldn't regularly go to, and sometimes you have to, like, move left after going right for a while in an area where you could just keep yeah. running. I feel pretty satisfied that I can just find a few in a level and then I'm like, okay, cool, maybe I'll go for them later. It feels like they're hidden in a very different way from what I'm used to hidden stuff in Sonic being hidden. I think they line up pretty well with like Sonic 3's rings. I don't know, because in Sonic 3, right, it's like, alright, so there's, a, a, there's a suspicious wall there. And I'm like, what's up with suspicious walls? And in this game, it tends to be like, so there's a place very slightly off the beaten path, but only very slightly. But it's not gonna be really by a wall. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's a bit in Zone 6, and I actually really like this Chow placement, where there's a, a moving platform that moves in a circle that is what you have to use in order to make a, a certain jump. And it, it moves sort of clockwise, and you have to, like, climb it, and then jump to the right so it organically you can just skip 75% of that platform's rotation but if you go the long way there's just a chow flying around within view of that 75% rotation so it's it's just free and flying in the air but I mean like I guess when I compared it to Sonic 3 what I meant was that it like they, they're just hidden in spots that are both on the top path and the bottom path and you won't necessarily pass by all of them at one go like you would have yeah. to be actively trying to find them all if you wanted to get them all in one run so it seems like they're more so there I, I think this game is designed in a way to where you're supposed to beat it once and then go and get everything. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, because it's different from like old Sonic games, and even I think Sonic Advance 1 and 2, to where those games feel like you could if you were focusing on your first run, like 100% complete it. But like this one seems to me that they want you to play levels like many, many times. Yeah, I would agree with that. This game also brings back the concept of like rewarding you for playing fast because it gives you ranks again. And this time they're not letter ranks, they're just like silver, bronze, and gold. Is that how it works? I thought you had to like hit the ring at a certain time and then it would turn silver, gold, or bronze. You know, it looks that way, but it's not that way. It's based on your time. It's just a time trial. And, mm. and there's also a time trial mode in this game where if you're focused on that specifically, you can do that. Which I think is really good because the sort of last difference besides this game's like huge gimmick that I think we'll be discussing later. But the next like final difference is that this game has, instead of a menu to select stages and stuff like that, or even just a map, you have to play through a small 2D Sonic level to get to different acts. And it's kind of maze-like, and I really hate it, like, a lot. I also really hate it. Like, we talked about this a little bit during Sonic Adventure, where that game has a Nova World map, and it serves certain purposes, and I think it looks nice. But overall, in my opinion, I think Sonic Adventure 2's system is better, where it's, like, this sleek sort of map design that makes it convenient to get to levels. And in this game, if you want to, like fight a boss and you lose to that boss and then you yeah. have a game over you have to start over from the basically like the intro to this hub area and each zone has a different hub so they're at seven total i think yeah but if you lose to a boss like whole sale and you have a game over it takes like roughly two minutes sometimes to get to the boss again because you just have yeah. to go through a small level and you have to go past the entrance to stage one or act one act two and act three and that's if like you can figure out exactly where things are sometimes it takes even longer because you like fall down a hole and it's maze-like and confusing and not only that but all of the hub worlds all of the assets are basically the same like they're just different palettes based on the area that you're in so it's not like you're walking through a beach for one of them and then you're walking through like a city for another they're all just these weird like platforms that have triangles on them yeah and that makes it not only hard to like enjoy because it doesn't seem like there was a lot of work put into it but in addition to that like it makes it really hard to remember the layout because everything just looks the same yeah i think the the greatest strength of the the adventure fields in sonic adventure was that every part looked distinct 
Yes, for sure. Like, it's very easy to tell where you are. Yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say, I mean, I kind of like how the it gives you a, a look at some of the gimmicks and a level that take you around the hub world. That's true. So I don't want to say it necessarily trains you for the rest of it, because it sometimes you'll just encounter it afterward. There are a few mechanics that it does a good job of teaching you in a safe environment, and then it just uses that mechanic exclusively in an unsafe environment later. Yeah, very specifically, I liked the how they show you the spring that you have to time an A press on. There's a spring that basically when you jump on it, instead of shooting you right away, it sort of pressurizes a little bit. And if you hit A when the spring is like halfway down, or I think it has to be specifically halfway down because whenever I hit A while it was all the way down, I just jumped. Yeah, same. If you time your A carefully, it shoots you higher than a regular spring would. And I'm glad that they showed you that before you were in a level, because once you were in a level, it would feel very, like, annoying to learn that. Which spring does that? It's got a yellow top, and it has a sort of trampoline, not trampoline, it's sort of like a accordion-type shape to it. Like, it's got these oh, blue yeah, little yeah, bridges. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. I think the only other thing that I guess a good thing that, that it does is it also shows you the sort of switches that you can press to like open up springs and to make platforms appear but I kind of hate those in general yeah I think we've already talked about how much we do not like switches in Sonic games <laughs> and it, this game has so many of them and I don't understand how they could possibly have thought that was a good idea to be a core mechanic at least there's no desert pyramid stage with it <laughs> that's true Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. In return, every single level has at least four switches in it for springs and platforms, and it's so, like, unintuitive. And also the switches... You know what I don't like is that you can't, like... Okay, you hit a button, and let's say you, like, fuck around for a while, and you even if you, like, touch it again while still activated, it doesn't, like... Reset the timer. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't like that. I also don't like how if the button is like an up, like a vertical button, you can't walk into it. You have to jump on it. And if the button is like a horizontal button, you can't come at it from the top. You have to walk into it. So it just feels like really hard to hit them sometimes if you're trying to be fast. Yeah, it's like an old spring. Yeah. In like the older games, I mean. Yeah, the, the spring is very easy to hit here, but the, the buttons are not. Like, yeah. I feel like the same hit detection should have applied. Right. right. Or just had them be, like, springs that activate something. Like, that would have been fun, right? Or, you know, like, just not put them in the game. Yeah, I think that's probably the better option. But I think that, like, a spring, like, what if the spring was blue, like, the way that the switch is, and if you hit that spring specifically, it launches you to a platform that wasn't there before? Like, that would be kind of neat, right? Yeah. That is kind of interesting. I've never thought of anything like that before. Yeah, or, like, a spring where once you hit it, it hits you into another spring, but if you don't hit that spring first, then there's nothing on that wall there, and you have to go a different route. Like, I think that could be fun and experimental. You gotta jump on panel one to get to panel two, man. Yeah, don't stop jumping. Jump it. No, uh, cut this out. Uh, <laughs> jump as soon as you land on a panel, or else you'll fall. Yeah. I, me- I messed up the quote at first. Cut out the part where I messed it up. No. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> oh my god, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that, like, sort of design change could have made it so that they seemed more organic to Sonic, but as they yeah. are right now, it just feels, it also feels kind of like a scramble to figure out what you actually change when you hit the Switch. Yeah. Because yeah. the screen is small in this game. I weirdly have been mostly fine with how small the screen is, but I think a lot of the level design just really likes the element of surprise. I think that you were not into it for Sonic Advance 2, so I don't think that you should be giving it, like, credit for this game. No, I mean, you're right. Because I do think that the screen... I think that that's the biggest flaw of any of the handheld Sonics, is that the screen is really panned in. And, like, during the DS era, it's a little different, because sometimes they let you use the bottom screen or the top screen to see stuff, but... I mean, we'll, we'll get there, but I also feel like a big issue with the DS is that Sonic is very horizontal, and the screen is very vertical, so it doesn't always match up. Uh, I think that they're designed in a different way to make it match up better but I also think that like I was sort of trying to figure out how to fix this problem because I get why the screen is panned in it's so that you can see Sonic and so that the any of the characters like hitboxes is big enough that you can sort of figure out where things are going to be and like how to precision yeah but I think that like the way I would fix it if I were designing them right now is, and I know you can't really do this on the Game Boy Advance very easily, but I would like to see a handheld Sonic game where the screen starts in the same spot that it always is, where, like, Sonic is pretty big, like, he takes up, like, honestly, he takes up almost, like, a fifth of the vertical, sort of, like, real estate on the screen. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. 
but I think that it'd be cool if it starts with that camera, and then the faster you move, the wider the angle gets, so like it sort of zooms out the faster and faster you get. Yeah. And I feel like that would still give you a good idea of the space that you're working with, and if you like have to slow down, then it pans in so you can figure out what's going on. But as long as it's like moving really quickly, you get to see more of the enemies ahead of you, and it would probably help you maintain speed that way and give you a better chance to like prepare for certain jumps. And I also think it would just look cool to like be moving really really fast and see like the whole level. Yeah. See, and and the issue with that is on a on a technical level the Game Boy Advance is yeah. really capable of it, that. It's more of a thing for the DS games and like yeah. the other the future games of Sonic where we have 2D segments, but I do think that like it's something that would look really cool. It definitely would. I mean, I'm I'm with you on that for sure. You want to talk about like the the team up system? Yeah, I think that's the next spot that we should get to. Yeah, I was looking at the, the docket, and I was like, hold up, what have we covered already? Because we kind of went out of order. <laughs> I forgot we actually made a docket, because this was a while ago. Because it was last week. Yeah, I also just kind of I kind of got in the zone about talking about the problems of this game. <laughs> <laughs> and there are quite a few. But yeah, somebody should take it away with the character system. So, like Sonic Advance 2, you start out with Sonic and also Tails because you have to pick a second character. Um, and you unlock other characters, but uh, I found out that you have to play a Sonic to unlock it because it has to be like a specific cutscene, I guess. Yeah, and I hate it. So I just didn't unlock Amy because I was, you know, trying things out with Knuckles or whatever. It's like, you want me to try these characters out, but you have to play a Sonic to get the other characters. Does the game tell you in any way that you need to do that? No. no. So, okay, I'm gonna be full disclosure. Someone I'm following, like, was was interestingly uh, uploading his videos on these games after, like, we talked about them, except for this time where he uploaded it before we did it. So, shout out to the Geek Critique for talking about this game, and I, I have a lot of thoughts to share with him, from him, <laughs> share something, words. Regarding him. But yeah, and that, that's where I, f I found out most of the stuff about this game, because I just, it, it's really, I guess what I'm saying, it's really hard for me to get into a game that I didn't grow up playing. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, because I, I, I like just playing as everyone, but at least you're not like, you can't play as Amy until you have everything, and once you have everything, why do you want to play it again? Yeah, actually, I think <laughs> you can get Amy before Cream in this game, even though in you the do. character select, she's listed after Cream, just to like, yeah. yeah. It's really weird. A Amy's like the second character, but like I, I assume they just did it by appearance order or something. Yeah. Well, that, well, you you get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that that also like puts her next to Sonic in the select, which is funny. Like, cause you can go left or right. So like, oh, since yeah. Amy is at the end and Sonic is at the beginning, they're technically next to each other. Yeah. Right. And basically, you can pick two characters, and they usually the second character uh, alters the abilities of the first one. Yeah. What I like is that it gives a it gives like a little team name for the characters you pick. I think there's even unique animations because Amy's like will like really try to be next to Sonic and Sonic will have like this ugh look or yeah exasperated expression. Yeah, when Amy's next to him, it's it's really cute. Yeah, and like so if you pick Sonic and Knuckles, they'll have like right. they'll be looking away from each other with like these angry faces kind of. Yeah. yeah, it'll be like like that sort of face that's like we're working together but we're not happy about it. Yeah. And I think if you pick, like, Cream and Amy, they high-five or something. They look like they're pumped. Yeah. Yeah, it's the girl squad. It's like Sonic Heroes, except there isn't a giant cat. Those special sort of frames and those team names are, like, if you have one, you have the other. And if you don't have a special sort of image for the characters, then the team name is just okay. Which I feel like they should have just had a generic team name instead of the word okay. Well, they always say, like, Sonic and Knuckles, or Knuckles and Sonic, and if if you pick someone else, like, it's just got generic, like, voice clips, so it can just say, like, X and Y. Yeah, that's true. But I do, I, it's, it's interesting, I do really like the system of whoever your secondary character is changes your primary character's abilities, because we can, maybe we'll go into more sort of detail about some of the specifics of that, but I think a lot of design work went into making sure those abilities were interesting and really made you uh, want to experiment with different character combinations. Which, which I think, for the most part, I think is very cool. Yeah. I feel that for the early game, like, definitely whenever I got a character, I wanted to, like, sort of staple them to every other character and figure out what yeah. it did. But I think that as you go later on, you realize that, like, just Sonic and Tails is the only way to play this game, kind of. It's definitely the way the game was designed to be played, if if how you unlock characters is 
a metric to go by. Yeah, well that, and like also just, I mean, I guess technically you don't have to have Sonic as your first character, you could have Knuckles or someone else. I, I actually, he, I believe he does have to be character number one. No, I mean, in, in terms of just playing the game, period. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm saying, ignoring even the character unlock stuff. Like, if you don't play as Sonic and Tails, for one, you can't do tricks, which are very useful. Yeah. Well, you can? No, Sonic is the only one that can do tricks, I believe. Or you may, I think it may be that either you have to play as Sonic and Tails, or you have to play with Sonic as your second character. Okay, I couldn't remember if I was doing tricks, because like, oh, well, now that I know I can do this. Oh yeah, tricks all the time. But I think I was having a lot of trouble doing them with Knuckles, so that would explain a lot, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. you can only do them if you're playing as Sonic as your first character with Tails, or if you're playing with Sonic as your second character. I didn't experiment with it too much, though, because like, I I, I spent maybe one level with each pair of characters, and then I played the whole rest of the game to Sonic and Tails. Because Tails' ability is that everyone has, like, sort of a move if you hold down the R button and, like, charge yeah, it up. which there was always something that I didn't know how to do, and then I learned about it too late. <laughs> That's the one thing I, I think the game did not do a, an, a good job of explaining at all, is you have a button you have to hold down right. uh, in order to activate this ability. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know why we couldn't press it singularly. Well, because that's the trick button, then. You know? Because this is a Sonic game, we should be going fast. Well, they also, they want you to not be able to do it right away, because, as I was about to explain, Tails is that if you hold down the button and charge it until you grab a hold of him, and then you let go while you're on the ground, he launches you higher than, like, springs launch you. Yeah. And that's an obscenely busted ability. Like, you can skip just huge segments of levels that way. Also, if you're in the air when you release the button, then Tails starts holding you as he flies, like in Sonic 3. Yeah, but the hitboxes for it are really bad. The hit, yeah, that's true. It's not very good. Because you have like a double hitbox situation where you've got Sonic's hitbox and Tails' hitbox, but for collecting rings and getting hit, you only have Tails' hitbox, but for landing, you have Sonic's hitbox and Tails' hitbox both at the same time. It's real weird. Yeah, it's very, very, very bad. But it's better than playing as like someone and Knuckles because you can't always glide if you're playing as a team with Knuckles on it. Yeah, if you're playing as Knuckles and your side character is Sonic, you just can't glide. Yeah, but also if you're playing as Sonic and your side Knuckle your side character is Knuckles, you still can't glide, even though you can fly with tails. <laughs> No, I thought I I'll I'll have to go back and replay it, but I thought his team his no, team ability his was team glide. ability is just to like throw him, I think. Oh man, that's also Sonic's team ability for the record. No, it's not. Sonic's team ability is the boost. Wow, what is the Sonic forces? Like when you hold Sonic in your hands and you let go, it just shoots you forward, whether you're in the air or in the ground. Oh, when you friggin' yeah, no. If you're if you release Knuckles in the air, then you glide riding Knuckles' back as Sonic. Oh, really? Yeah. Who do you throw? Oh, maybe you throw, like, Amy or something. No, you throw Knuckles when Knuckle when you're standing on the ground, but if you're in the air, then it's a glide. Oh, is there someone you can throw in the air? Uh, uh we're, we're gonna find out. I think so. Doesn't Sonic and Tails do a throw in Oh, the air? you know what? You can glide, but you can't climb walls. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. That's what I was angry about. Extremely important. <laughs> yeah, because gliding is pointless. I mean, it's not 100% it's not pointless, but, like, there's nothing you can really do to exploit it the way that you can with, like, climbing. So, my favorite character combination is Knuckles and Tails, because you can glide and fly, or you can glide and climb walls, which is extremely important. You also get, like, when you glide, you don't just go forward. Knuckles does an uppercut in midair and then starts gliding. Yeah, and that's, that's exclusive to when Tails is your partner, yes. which is very good. When Cream is your partner, you're basically just playing as Knuckles alone, which is really weird. Well, but if you hold down the button, you can turn the chow into a Knuckles chow. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. do that. I'm gonna do that right now. That sounds incredible. They can, I think it turns into whatever character you're with, whoever's paired with Cream, right? Yeah, whoever your first player is. Yeah. You got yourself a DLC chow right there. That's excellent. I'm doing that right now. I want to see it. It's a character chow. I don't know what it does, though. I think it just lets you attack with it. Yeah, I, th I think so. Yeah, yeah, it changes your, your B button to be attack with the chow. Yeah, which is not actually that useful, especially since I don't think you can do it to bosses in this game. Yeah, it's only temporary, right? Because then it just turns back into cheese. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's one of the least useful skills in my opinion because it just doesn't give you any mobility options. But everyone gets a hammer, everyone gets boxing gloves, it's a good time. Yes. Amy gets a bigger hammer. Yeah, if you pick Knuckles and Amy together, she just has a colossal hammer that is very bad because it's slow. Yeah, well, because when you hit the button, you just stop moving entirely, right? Well, not only that, but also, like, her regular hammer takes a while, but the big hammer, she, like, holds it and then, like, reels up for a second and then swings it down, and it just takes forever. Also, also, when you team up with Amy, if Amy's your secondary character, your primary character cannot be a ball in the air, so they just are vulnerable. Yeah, they also get a hammer that is based on, like, their color, so, like, Sonic gets a blue and red hammer. But also, like, who wants a hammer in the platformer game? No, again, like, picking AB at all is just pointless. Hammers are cool, I just wish they fit in a Sonic game. Well, I guess they kind of did in Sonic Adventure when there was some mobility, but we've already talked about that. They do actually give Amy back, I don't know if she can do this with all pairings, but for definitely with like Amy and Sonic, which I that's what I picked right away, was yeah. when I wanted to play as her with the first character. If you run and then you hit down in B, you can run and hammer jump at the same time, and that's kind of nice. So if you could oh, do that cool. with everybody, that'd be cool, but for some reason, even though she gives everyone a hammer, they don't get the cool abilities. So so like it's just it just makes them objectively worse to be with Amy. Yeah. It's it's weird because like in the first game she makes a lot of sense as like a optional hard mode, but it doesn't seem to work that well in this game because of the way sort of the pairing system works. Yeah, and even then, like, she's not necessarily fun to play as, really. Yeah. It's just, like, if you played the game every other way, might as well try Amy. Yeah. Sad. But that's the other thing about the design of this game that I kind of wanted to talk about, was that, like, it feels to me like this game is designed to just have, like, a lot to do so that it's a better handheld experience because there's just, for, for one, there's three acts to every zone and then a boss level which is more yeah. than we've had before and then there's also like a bunch of chow that you can find in any given level so there's a reason to play them again a lot and then we've also got the rank system back so there's even more reasons to play them in like the time trial mode and stuff like that mm -hmm. so to me it feels like this is a game that they want you to come back to a bunch of different times and play in little bursts as opposed to like three hour sittings you know which i think we we all played in three hour sittings which might have not benefited the experience. Yeah. What do you think, Charlie? I guess. I mean, I think I did two zones at one time, but I don't know. It would be nice if it was easier to switch characters because you have to go back to the beginning ring. Yeah, you have to, like, if you get to the basically, like, the second act, suddenly you're just as far from the beginning ring as possible. Yeah. And the pause menu is very lackluster because the pause menu is pause, and that's the whole bit. Unless you've already cleared a stage, in which you, in which case you can either continue or go back and just quit the stage. Yeah, that's for like chat hunting, I'd imagine. Yeah, and I feel like when you're in the, I'll call it the action stage, the friggin' map, the hub, right? Yeah, the overworld. Yeah, you should be able to hit the pause menu and be like, change characters. Yeah, that would make the game so much better. Yeah, but then this turned into Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> Yeah, except in Donkey Kong 64, like, I don't know, it's more fun. There was usually a good distance to find a tag barrel, and also it's in 3D. Yeah. A hub world in 2D is just not the best idea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, and also in Donkey Kong 64, like, a big reason you couldn't change characters whenever you wanted is because... There were limited access. Yeah, like, the game needed you to be like, ah, come back when you're a different character, and then you're like, ah, that's gameplay. Yeah, also you didn't have them all unlocked right away. I mean, I guess you don't in this game either, but like, I don't know. It feels more grand when you unlock someone in Donkey Kong Country because you're like freeing them, whereas in this game, I guess technically it's still implied that you're freeing them, but it's just like, you just walk up to them and then they're there. Yeah. It doesn't feel plot context, like contextual. I, I really can't get over the frustration with you have to be Sonic to unlock other characters, but once you unlock other characters, you're like, I want to play as them, and that means that you don't unlock other characters. I know, that's that's what I was saying earlier. I, ju I, I know that you said it, I need to say it again because I can't get over it. <laughs> I also don't like how... Like, the combination of Sonic and Tails gives you the ability to jump really high and to do tricks at the same time. So you just get more maneuverability. And then also, against bosses, the fact that Sonic has a, like, he's got a spin dash and he's got the somersault, those are both just way better against every boss than anyone else's moves are. And also, yeah. Tails, when you're flying with him, you can hit things with your Tails. So you get all of these different options and it just makes him so much better to play the game with. That, like, playing as anyone else, if you're, if you're doing it for any reason besides 
it's just having fun with the different characters. Playing as anyone else feels pointless. Also, can we talk about how the bosses all suck? All of the bosses suck. No, uh, all of the bosses are bad. None of them are fun, and some of them are insanely difficult. I can only remember the Jack in the Box, but oh wait, there was a Hammer Boss. Yeah, but in this case, the Hammer Boss is not on a vehicle, and... It is the Hammer itself! Yeah, it's just the Hammer, and also, the way that boss works, it doesn't, like, send you any signals at all. <laughs> It works yeah. in a pattern, I guess, but sometimes it tilts slightly different. Well, no, the way it works is that it targets wherever you were when it dropped, but it doesn't show you, like, a sign of it. So basically, it can hit three different distances, I think. It can hit, like, close to it in the middle of the map and then to the far end, and then it just switches, like, left and right. Like, it'll hit the left side or the right side, and you have to, like, climb under it and hit Gemril's head on the bottom. But it'll, like, reel back, and the reel back animation is the same every time, and it doesn't decide where it's going to slam until right before it slams. So basically, you just have to, like, stand still and then watch for it to slam, and then as soon as you see it moving, you just spin dash to the side. But the timing on that is, like, pretty specific, and you're gonna get impatient and want to hit the bosses more than once. Oh, and that's yeah. the other thing. This game does, like, it does away with any sense of exploitability by design with the bosses, because it doesn't let you damage them for a certain amount of time, and it's, like, 10 seconds. It's an obscenely long it's time. It's longer than other games. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, the the enemies or the bosses get invincibility after you hit them. And I think, I mean, I think that's been a thing before, but it's usually a short invincibility period. For mm -hmm. this one, it's, again, it's like five seconds of invincibility, so it really only wants you to hit them once per cycle. And yeah. that feels awful in a Sonic game, because it just feels like you're not allowed to have as much fun as you want to. Not very good. Yeah, like, th the lack of sort of exploitability by design is huge. It, these bosses are impossible to... to really cheese the way that you want to cheese them. Yeah, and like it didn't make the bosses in Sonic 3 any easier, really. It just made it like more fun to be good at doing them. Yeah. But like, what's the second boss? I can't even remember anymore. I can only remember the first boss. Is it the one with the platforms? Yeah, platforms sound familiar. I only remember three bosses in this game. <laughs> the first boss, the jack-in-the-box, and the final boss. Yeah, so there's a boss where like Eggman's coming from the bottom. It's like a, a kill floor, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm using that word right, yeah? Yeah. And basically, he he's moving side to side on that kill floor. Are you talking about the final boss, or not the final boss, but the boss of the final area? No, 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 no. Okay. Basically, and then when you hit a, when you jump on a platform, it falls, and that falling platform is how you damage him. Oh. It's it's very easy, and like you almost don't understand what's happening. But like I I don't know I figured it out pretty quickly. But it's just, it's no bit. I don't think I died in it, it was just a very run and done. That boss is really difficult if you are trying to do it quickly. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I didn't... Because of the momentum in this game, like, it's very easy to try and hit a platform and accidentally just run off the side of it. Yeah, for sure. And if you're not being patient with it, like, you'll want to hit them as fast as possible, but jumping to each platform as fast as possible actually gets you to the top, and then you run out of platforms, and then you can't, like, you lose. Yeah. I so the the boss that gave me the most trouble was uh, the the egg cube. I'm looking at uh, Sonic News Network. The dragon. Oh, box. I'm sorry. I got the bosses confused. I think that was the third boss. That was the egg wall, the egg floor. The Jack in the Box was the most frustrating for a couple of reasons. The first of which being sometimes I would be impatient and I would run to the boss so quickly that I would just run immediately. Like, as soon as I got to the boss where there's a pit on the right side, I would just fall into the pit and die immediately. Yeah, and you can't, yeah. if you're running at full speed uh, before you get to the boss, you cannot avoid that because yeah. it's, you're on like a raised platform and you cannot stop yourself fast enough. <laughs> so it's just designed to make you kill yourself, which is very bad. And, and also, like, you get hit by one of its attacks and it sends you, like, flying back directly into the kill pit and that's yeah. at least half of my deaths yeah what just running into the pit yeah no i mean that's like probably at least an eighth of my deaths but half of my I deaths died are a lot just running into the, into the <laughs> yeah. bathroom because i just wanted to get to it quickly yeah it's so fucked up getting hit by his attacks and then getting knocked into the pit and dying was half of my kill half of mm -hmm. my deaths yeah, that boss also is a boss where you cannot hit it. You cannot hit it, like, whenever you want. It's got the, oh, I come out, and then if you hit me, I'm invincible for a while. 
And, like, that's yeah. just the dumbest design ever for a Sonic game. And also, it's a boss that you defeat by pushing off a ledge. So you have to just be like, all right, I'm waiting for you to come out. And then I'm bopping you one time and then waiting for another, like, minute. It's, yeah, it's no uh, Belcha. It's a boss that lasts a very long time. Yeah. And the unique thing about Sonic bosses is that you're allowed to do damage to them as much as you want. Like, that's the funnest part. That's that's right. the only redeeming quality of, like, of like uh, the first Sonic game, is that the bosses are really fun to beat quickly. Yeah. I just want to correct myself. The, the kill floor, which is called the Egg Chaser, that's the fifth boss. <laughs> uh, the second boss is a uh, basic. It's called Egg Foot, and you. It's basically like two like deadly legs, and you have to wait for him to jump, and and you have to get in between the legs to damage him. And that's when you really notice that you can't just like keep hitting him because you're just like, I want to hit you, but I'm under you. But yeah, yeah, like you're you're clearly supposed to be vulnerable here, but yeah. you're not. And the first boss, the, the boss after that is a a ball. It's just a ball. It rolls <laughs> around the screen. You have to hit the weak spot. Yeah, that one's not hard, but it's just boring. Yeah, and then there's an egg pinball one, which I didn't get to. Wait, yeah, we got them all. Yeah, there's also, so the final boss, or the boss of the final zone, rather, there are two final bosses. There's, and I think there's a third if you get all the Chaos Emeralds, but whatever. The the boss of Zone 7 is a lot like the sort of pseudo-final boss from Sonic Advance 2, where he's on this sort of, like, springy platform, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, you have to jump next to him, and he flips up if you do that right, and then you have to hit him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, the difference here is that you can't jump next to him and flip him. What you do is there's this sort of, like, Pac-Man-esque, if you run to the right, it will spit you out. But instead of spitting you out on the left, it spits you out underneath the platform. Oh, interesting. Well, okay, so I do know that uh, one of the zones plays with gravity a little bit, so it's kind of weird that this is in the zone that isn't that one, unless that one also plays with gravity. They both but... do it, I believe. But the okay, thing okay. here is, it's not that like you go far enough to the right and then suddenly the gravity switches. It's if you go to the right, you enter a tube, and then it shoots you out uh, the same tube, but like below the platform. So if you go to the right of the screen and you walk into this tube on the right, it shoots you out from the right to the left, but just on the opposite side of the platform. So it creates this sort of loop that you can go in, and uh, there's there's tubes on both sides, so you've got four entries total, and then they just sort of like swap you on your gravity. But like, the reason this is absolutely horrible is that the boss can't be damaged unless you're on the right side, so you already have to like deal with gravity, and gravity is already weird, because you push left to go left still, even though you're upside down, but like pushing down is how you spin dash. So some of the controls are, are flipped and some aren't. But yeah. then, like, when you deal damage to him, usually he will start spinning and just coming towards you. And, like, that's fine, right? And you can jump over it. But if you don't time your jump perfectly, he's so tall that you'll usually get hit. And then if you try to, like, run away from him by going to one of the tubes, you can just get shot out at the same spot you were, but on the top of the platform or the bottom of it, whichever you weren't already, obviously. And, like, he spins so much that that's just basically being in the same spot and it will stop your spin dash and you can't jump right after doing it so basically if you're between him and the entryway and you don't have enough time to jump properly you just instantly take damage and then your rings oh also fall with the gravity that you're at so you can't always predict where they're going to fall and they can fall through the platform again so usually you only get like two hits max on this boss before you lose and it's just like really confusing to learn the jumping physics and the platforms also, even though you can't do anything with it, the platforms still move up and down like with uh, a sort of weird physics to it. So if you spin dash, sometimes the platform will fall out from under you and you'll be stopped mid like spin dash and you'll just be standing there and then get hit because it'll run into you. <laughs> Amazing. It's really weird. It's the weirdest dang boss ever. But after you beat that, you then have to fight another boss and you have to beat them both in a row. Like, if you game over on the second part of the boss... Oh, of course. You have to fight course. the first one again. And not only that, but between the two bosses, there's a Gemroll fight. And I don't think we've actually discussed what Gemroll is, because he's kind of just, a, like, a joke. But basically, he's Emerald, but, like, black and yellow instead of his brown colors, and, like, Eggman sort of just made a robot that looks like Emerald. And he's not, like, a super powerful ultimate destruction weapon or anything. I mean, that might be, like, the plot. So, the bits in, like, Sonic 3 and other games where it's, like, fight one of the other characters, you know, 
and he just freaking stands at the side and then sometimes moves across the screen in an attacking like formation. Yeah. It's just it's just that boss again with like a few more attacks. Yeah, and you have to fight him before like you have to fight him in every zone, don't you? You have to fight him in I think half of the zones. You have to fight him right before the first boss, and you have to fight him at the end of Act 3 in a few different zones. Yeah, there's several Gearmo fights, but this last one that you have to do before the final, final, final boss <laughs> is a fight where you only have to hit him twice, but he's only vulnerable after certain moves. So the, like, the timing for it is you can get one hit right away if you just nail a jump before the fight starts, but also he has that like five second invincibility window, so it's really hard to tell when you can hit him. But if you hit yeah. him then, then you only need to hit him one more time, but he'll typically get in three different attack patterns before he actually just like lands on the ground and is vulnerable. And it's just incredibly difficult to tell like when that actually is, because it's not like he's flashing when he's vulnerable or he's flashing when he's attacking. There's no visual cue. And then you basically just end up like spin dashing back and forth a lot and mashing the B button and trying to jump all over the place and randomly like your partner will hit them because they're pretty much invincible. And then he just dies after two hits. So typically you'll just get hit by him and Tails will like flail across the screen and end up hitting him and it doesn't feel like you beat him. And then you have to go yeah. into just the most like garbage Sonic boss I've ever seen. <laughs> Which is Eggman in like this giant super mech that like is apparently sitting on top of the master emerald or something but like it's this huge mech and then four platforms under it and he's got two big hands and the hands just push out certain platforms and that's just like one segment where you can't really hit him and then after that the hands will like go to the sides of the screen and shoot balls at you and these balls deal damage if you are just standing still and they hit you but if you jump into them and like and you're in like spin roll form they won't necessarily deal damage to you, and you can also stand on them, and if you use them as platforms, you can jump up and hit them on the head, and that makes sense, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, almost. Right, like, it's just like, oh, get to the platforms and hit the guy on top. That's been in Sonic games for a while. Like, that's the oh, first yeah, boss absolutely. of Sonic, is get to a platform and hit the guy on the top. I think I think the weird thing is, like, if you are vulnerable, then you'll get hit, but if you're not vulnerable, then when you become vulnerable again, you won't get hit. Like, that's the bit that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's very weird. Also, because, like, if it were just one ball that would be fine but there are three and it's incredibly difficult to predict where they're going to be at so you feel like you're just kind of scrambling to get to the top and then in addition to that the screen and space like the screen is already small for this game but the space that you're allowed to be in for this fight is like even smaller because he puts basically these two walls up and you also have to hit in the middle so there's no real reason to be on the outside so you're just in this tiny tube of like confusion but I found out that if you have tails with you you can attack him with tails tails and you can do that at any point in the boss fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is the only boss that's exploitable by design at all. And you know what? It just makes it so that you have to play as Sonic and Tails again. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, good game design, I guess. I, I guess. A good game design, if they want to make a game where, for some reason, you only should play as two characters, where there's a roster of, like, what is it, six? Uh, I think it's just five. It's Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Cream, Amy, Amy, Cream. Yeah, so that's six. No, that's five. I don't know how to count. Not cutting that one out. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, keep that in. Make the internet laugh at me. <laughs> but yeah, that's like I think that's about it. Do you guys did you guys get to play the special stage? Yeah, no. I got to play one special stage. Oh nice. Uh so we talked about how you gotta collect all the chow in his own and then you gotta find some shenanigans for a key. We talked about that like at the beginning. Well, what the key unlocks is the special stage of that zone. And then it's this very interesting, like Sonic 2 inspired, I mean, I think kind of a little bit every special stage is Sonic 2 inspired. There's there's a bit where you're on like Tails' plane, like you're on the tornado. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it again to see if it's the tornado one or two. But it, or is it the it cyclone? Matter. Might be the cyclone. The cyclone is the mech, I don't think it's the cyclone. <laughs> it's not the cyclone. I think it's just one of the tornadoes, yeah? Yeah, it's just one of the tornadoes. It's just one of the tornadoes, and it is... Oh, was that my phone? Yeah. No. Shoutouts to Charlie for teaching me that the cyclone and the tornado are different things. The cyclone is technically tornado three, but who really cares, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like... Whatever, it's a plane, right? It's a biplane that can transform. It's very weird. Yeah, but you're not... It's not the transformed plane. It's just a regular plane, okay? Well, no, but it can transform. Like, it turns into the X shape that you get in okay, Sonic Adventure. But, but in the special stage... No, it does that in the special stage. No, it doesn't? Yes, it does. Well, maybe I freaking missed it. <laughs> so you're you're basically you're 
the character number one is standing just on top of the plane. Oh, that's right. When you boost, yeah, it does become oh, uh, wow. the transformed plane. Sometimes wow. Steven okay. says things and they're accurate. Wow, <laughs> Steven's right. And then he rubs it in my face every time. <laughs> Look, so, man, uh, you told me I was wrong like four times. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I know. I deserve it. Uh, vote. Uh, vote now on your phones. Who? Did, anyway. <laughs> Does the plane transform? Yes or no? <laughs> the plane. The plane. <laughs> is this a fact? The truth is out there. So you're standing sort of on the uh, wings of the plane, and you can walk to the left or right of the wings, and then you can also use the the stick to go up and down, and you can also make the plane move left and right and stuff like that. And so you just want to collect rings that you're like flying towards by moving up, down, left, and right. And just like in Sonic 2, you have to get a certain amount of rings to pass like the phase of the special stage, and you have yeah. to get through a few phases to get the Chaos Emerald. This is more inspired by the Game Gear games, though, I feel, because they have, like, you can move in a full, almost top-down perspective, basically. Yeah. There's no, like, you're not being pushed or pulled anywhere, so it's it's more like just get to a certain point and then sit there for a little bit. Yeah, that's true. And, like, I do think that, like, that's the sort of, you're right that it is inspired by Sonic 2, but I feel like it's a lot different from, say, like, the Sonic Heroes special stage or stuff like that, where it's, like, just a redesign. I also think, like, it's inspired by Sonic 2 insofar as kind of every special stage after Sonic 3 is is inspired from Sonic 2. Right, but there are, like, we had the Game Gear games that have had stages like this, specifically where you're in a plane and you have to get the rings, so I feel like yeah, that's, that's noting. Yeah, that's true. Like, the, the, that's more the inspiration that you should maybe be looking at. Yeah, and and that makes sense. Do we say that those games were... No, those were, those were before Dimps. Yeah, the Sonic Pocket Adventure was the first, like, pseudo-Dimps game. Yeah. But I do think that, like, the way Dimps handled their handheld games was somewhat inspired by, like, the better qualities of the Game Gear games. Yeah, which which checks out. You can sort of see the, the natural progression there. Yeah, for sure. Charlie, what did you think of this game? Well, I definitely like it more than Sonic Advance 2, but I'm not sure if I like it more than Sonic Advance 1. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much with you on that. I think this game has better ideas than the first two. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I think the the huge problem is really just how, like poorly explained everything is yeah oh that's we didn't even talk about the freaking omochows in this game oh yeah that's i like omochow because if you're stuck you can pick him up but like no. you don't have to touch him you're you're wrong <laughs> omochow sucks he, you don't even hear him no but that's why he sucks because omochow could tell you so many useful things but what he does in this game is says there's an act ring here in the overworld and then once you're in the level he says get to the end of the level damn they're almost how all over the place, and all of the information they give you is garbage. Yeah, none of them tell you the controls, none of them tell you, like, where... <laughs> See, I barely touched him. My dude, if there's an Omochow you pick up and it goes, it says, there, there might be something, like, if you go up, and then you go up and there's more level. And that's the something. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be, like, a prize or whatever, like, it's a secret area that Omochow is hinting at. No, it's just a, one of the directions you can go. I would love Omochow in this game if he told you where the hidden chow were at. Yeah, Like, that'd doesn't. be very good. I would be fine with the way that hidden chow were hidden if picking up Omochow told you where they were. Also, again, none of the information Omochow gives you, because when you pick up an Omochow, you have to go to a dead stop and hit up, and then, like, a text box appears, and for some reason, like, the, the music, like, pauses, which is weird, and then Omochow gives you information that you can find out just by doing the things you were going to do before picking up the Omochow. Like, Omochow will say, move right, and you'll be like, that's the only direction to go right now. Or, like, there will be a thing that's the thing you're supposed to go into to, to change characters that is shaped in a way that you want to jump in it, and there's a friggin' arrow there that goes, oh, what'll happen if I jump? And then I pick up Omochow, and Omochow goes, if you go up, you can change characters. Like, I can figure that out very quickly <laughs> just by going up. Like, yeah. I don't need Omochow for this. Omochow does not add to the game. Like, every one of the eggs in the first area, and maybe even later on in the game, honestly, I just stopped paying attention, but there's an Omochow yeah. that says, get to the end of the level. <laughs> this is a chow, there's ten of them. He just says, play the game. Like, by no means does Omochow make the game worse. It's just that nothing is improved by Omochow's existence. Like, it could be so much better. Yeah, like, it's such a, it's such a waste of 
like, time for everybody involved. I also kind of wish that he functioned the same way he does in Sonic Adventure 2, where just bumping into it made him activate, but you didn't have to stop moving. Although, like, to be yeah. fair, he can only speak in text in this game, so, like, it would take up screen real estate. So, like, maybe... Yeah, maybe... I don't know. I, I think... That, that might be annoying. But yeah, either way, he does nothing to fix the game's problems, which are present. <laughs> and and the other thing is, there's stuff that he doesn't tell you that I didn't understand. Like, holding the button down. Like, I tried, it was like, oh, hit the, the like, partner button. And I was like, what button is that? This controller has a lot of buttons, and I know what a few of them do. But the L button, I think, just doesn't do anything. Okay, to be fair, this controller does not have a lot of buttons. It's, like, it's got four. <laughs> It's got A, B, L, R, start and select. But no one thinks of start and select as like things that you yeah. use in the game anymore. Select doesn't select doesn't do anything, and I'm at peace with that. Like I think that's fine. And L doesn't do anything either. But also, if you go into the options menu, you can look at controls. So. Oh, I should do that. I do that every game that I play ever. You can't go to the options menu without turning the Game Boy off and turning it back on again. This is true. This is a very bad game design choice. You also can't go to the time trial without doing all that, like putting out the game entirely. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about G Merle? It's just like, it's a non-character, like it's just a palette swap of Emerald. I mean, yeah, but like, okay, you can hear me out. Because he's, like, supposedly, like, a rebuilt Emerald. Like, Eggman took his exploded parts and made him to a new robot to make him follow him, but he betrays him anyway because this is a Sonic game in the modern era. Yeah. But, like, I, I like how he just kind of looks around after he attacks. Like, he doesn't even know what's going on. And he gets better in each fight you face him in, so he's kind of like a, a junior Troopa in Paper Mario. I really like that kind of recurring gag with the character. He, he's very nice, and he gets his own little conclusion at the end, too. I do like him, but I feel like he's a little underutilized. So, I will say it does make sense that a robot based on Emerald would get stronger over the course of the game. But it's not like that. Like, he shoots missiles out of his mouth. That's not what Emerald does. <laughs> yeah, no, like, that's real. But also, like, the spirit is sort of there. Uh, I don't really think so, because it's not like he, like, replicates what anyone does. He just... He's like a boss, you know, like bosses get stronger yeah. as the game goes on because the game needs to be harder. I never felt like he was learning anything. Yeah. Like, I didn't even feel, like, we talked about how in Sonic Pocket Adventure, the Knuckles fight, like, Knuckles feels smart in that game. Like, he feels yeah. like you're fighting, like, something separate from Eggman's robots. In this game, Gamerald, or G Emerald, or however you want to pronounce it, just feels like a normal mid-boss. Yeah. Like, I do like his design and everything, and I like his sort of, the way he moves and stuff, but I don't feel that it's, like, the cool homage to Sonic Battle that it easily could be. Like, it'd be great if every time you fought Gamerald, he acted as a different member of the party, and then yeah. you, like, save that member by beating that Gamerald. See, that would be cool. Yeah, right? That would be very cool. Yeah, no, like, you're, you're right there. But, like, that is completely untapped, and instead he just kind of sometimes... Like, he, I don't think he ever even balls up, does he? Uh, no. Yeah, so he's not replicating any character's movements. He's just being an Eggman robot. Yeah, yeah, but he has his own little charm to him. Yeah, no, he's not bad. He's not bad. But I think he could be way better. Like, I think most of the like this game is like that. It's not bad, but it could be better. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's not a console Sonic game or Sonic Battle, so... Yep. Here, here's another thing that's not bad, but it could be better. Or maybe it's bad. I don't know. This game? How do you guys feel about the, the end of stage thing being something you have to jump into instead of something that you run into? It's a little annoying. It's kind of like you're playing Super Mario Bros. 3, except you're going too fast. It feels like the uh, special stage ring in Sonic 1, where you just have to, like, slow down to, like, get into it or time it perfectly. But that requires knowing where it's going to be in the first place. I actually like it because you will always know where it's going to be. It's never at a different elevation. So the only yeah. time, the only thing that you have to be worried about is like knowing when to sort of like jump because basically it's like a flat stretch. So there's not really a way to like mark it to know when you're supposed to jump. But I do yeah. think that if you wait until you see it, as soon as you see it, if you hit the A button and you're going at full speed, you should get into it. Okay. And I do like that sort of motion at the end of the level because to me, just running for a while at the end doesn't feel good. But I think okay. that adding one more action to it makes it feel more active. Because your problem with Sonic Advance 2 was that it didn't feel active enough. Yeah. And I think that even just this little bit at the end improves on that. And and this game definitely feels more active, for sure. I, I'd agree, yeah. I like the level design in this game a little bit more than the level design of 2 overall. I think, I think that, like, specifically the music area of Sonic Advance 2, 
I forget what is a music plant. Is that what it's called? Something like that. I don't know. In in Advance Two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like music plant a lot. I think that's like kind of the perfect Sonic Advance stage, maybe. Yeah, I guess. And it, it, it's definitely different. That helps it out a lot. Yeah, I think that like overall the design of Sonic Advance Two is worse than this game, but this game's like switches that we talked about and stuff like that. Like the levels in this yeah. game are just more consistent. Yeah. Well, it, the other thing is the levels are more consistent, but also the architecture of the levels are really samey. Yeah, like, it, this feels like another, maybe, Sonic, or not Sonic, uh, Knuckles' chaotic situation. Yeah, like, like in, uh, in other games, if you swapped out assets between zones, you would still pretty clearly be able to tell which zone you were playing. Yeah. Or, or some assets just wouldn't swap properly, because they weren't built to be that shape, you know? Right. Whereas in this, I feel like you could swap zone assets out, and I would be like, I don't know, like... <laughs> Am I in the halfway stage or the last stage? Yeah, it like the difficulty of the stages doesn't really change very much, and also I think that like the zone differences, like getting to a new zone in this game is maybe the worst it's ever been. Like it just doesn't feel interesting. Yeah. Like even the final zone or the second to final zone, I guess the like cyber type zone in this game, mm. because it, the background isn't black, it doesn't feel different from any other level. Like it just feels a little more like abstract, but not in like a fun, interesting way. Just in like a, I guess I'm looking at like a video game way. Yeah. Like in Sonic Advance, the first Sonic Advance, I really loved the transition that you got from like the beach of Neo Green Hill Zone to like the Golden Gate Bridge for the boss fight. Oh that yeah, looked awesome. that was excellent. And I wish there was more of that in that game. And I wish there was any of that in this game. Yeah, and like in Sonic Advance 2, like Music Plant is just an amazing zone to look at. Like everything is themed perfectly. The palette is really interesting because it's got those pinks and the pastels and stuff like that. Yeah. And like other levels in that game are neat too. I, I don't think any of them are as memorable as, as the first level of Sonic Advance 1. But this game's levels just all look like the same. Yeah. The color palette is slightly different, but, like, so much of the game is just you looking at the two characters at the same time and trying to manage where everything is at, that, like, it's kind of hard to appreciate it in the first place. And then after that, like, they're so cluttered with, like, level bits that there's just not really a chance to appreciate the art. So I think we're pretty much ready for thumbs up, thumbs down, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. So, Isaiah, why don't... Oh, there was one more thing I was gonna say, which doesn't even have to be a whole conversation, but rings are just pointless. Yeah, cause there's no Chow Garden. What else can you say? Like, there's no, there's no Chow Garden, but also like. Yeah, rings don't matter. What do you want them to do? We want to, want to, want to jump through. You want to swim in a pile. You don't. Buy you don't need in the rings shop, for special stages. Find like, ability. In in <laughs> other games, rings serve a specific purpose aside from keeping you alive, which is they're a gate for a special stage or they're a currency or something or or they contribute to your score like in sonic heroes all they did was contribute to your score but at least they did that and in this yeah. your score is just your time so rings literally do nothing but if you have one you're still alive yeah i do think that like rings could be i i so charlie it seems like you don't care when games don't care about rings and that's not like bad but would you would you like agree to that i mean it's just a lot of them didn't really matter that much like uh, I mean, yeah, Isaiah has a point about the special stage, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's just it's just keeping yourself alive, and it, it sometimes it feels good to have a lot of rings, even if they don't mean anything. I don't know. I mean, some games have give you 100 ring missions, like Sonic Heroes, that at least that has that, but sometimes it doesn't, so it's like, well, what's the point? Well, like, to me, like, I think that the reason rings are neat in Sonic is because they are way better than coins have ever been in Mario. Like, that's the yeah. direction that we go in. And, like, they've been important in pretty much every game, like, except for a few handheld instances. Or, or Sonic Heroes, I guess. Well, even in Sonic Heroes, like as I said, you need them for your rank at the end, and like that's obviously like a little more flippant than some other games. I mean, you don't. I don't think you necessarily need them for your rank. I think, see, when you ever get rings, they only they automatically add to your point total. I don't think they add an extra thing at the end either. Well, no, but you still need to get them. Like the fact okay. that you need to get them at all. Matters. I thought I thought we were talking more as in we have to keep them alive because if if, the, if just collecting them in general means something, then sure. There is a ring bonus at the end of Sonic Heroes and Sonic Adventures One and Two. Uh, hmm, I don't... Maybe Sonic Heroes. I don't know about Sonic Adventure 2. Sonic Adventure 2, for sure, there is. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Because mm. getting hit, like, when I get hit, I just reset a run in Sonic Adventure 2. You're the one who got the all-A rank, 
but also I was the one who tried and failed to get the All-A rank. Yeah, and I never had to hold on to every single ring. Have you ever played a Tails or Eggman level? You're gonna lose rings. Rings are almost inconsequential on those levels, and they're basically inconsequential in every other level. Having rings only adds the point total. That's the only contribution to the score. Right, but like, what we're getting at, Charlie, is that in this game, they are whole stop pointless. Yeah. And that's bad. That's like, fine. Okay. It, it's not fine. <laughs> I don't care. It's just the rings, I... Because, like, the coolest part of Sonic is, like, playing a level perfectly. And in this game, there's no reason to really do that well. Because even getting a good rank, like, doesn't feel very good. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a color. It's not a letter. Yeah, it's not a letter. Because the other thing is, if you get a gold rank and you go back to the stage again, it doesn't also give you a silver and a bronze rank. You have to manually do worse yeah. in order to get those ranks for your, like, collection. Which is really weird. And getting a gold rank is not hard because the times that they assign you are based on playing as Sonic alone. So if yeah. you use your partner at all, it's incredibly easy to just like skip parts of the stage and get a gold. So it doesn't feel good. And then you just also don't unlock anything. And there's no convenient way to like look at all of your ranks at once other than maybe the time trial, but there's not really a reason to go there either. So like, I, I think a lot of the things in this game, even though like playing it is pretty fun because of the partner system and like the way that the levels are sort of just more convenient to get through, you don't feel as penalized for everything. It, playing this game feels kind of pointless, I guess. And I think the rings are like a part of that. Like, the, the thing with the Sonic Advance games is because they're just so accessible, and I think I mentioned this in, a, in the Sonic Advance or maybe in Sonic Advance 2 episodes that's just like, well, if we, if we just let you access the special stage with multiple rings or even just let you get Chaos Emeralds as fast as you want, then it, it you wouldn't be able to play this game that much, so we want you to savor that more, so we're going to make you go through everything. And also, you can't even play a Super Sonic in every stage, only the last level. It's just like, it's, it's a lot of artificial inflation that just shouldn't be there. Well, and I don't necessarily mind Emeralds being acquired through something besides rings, but like Sonic 3, for example, you don't need a bunch right. of like rings to get to the special stage but the rings still matter because having a bunch of rings will get you different things from the checkpoints and also if you have 50 you can do supersonic so rings yeah. still matter in that game and like i think that there's things they could do so for example we could have a tiny child garden right like every right. sound like advance so you could also say that sonic advance 2 until you beat the game rings mean nothing Right? Yeah, and I'd agree, and I think that's a huge flaw with the game. Yeah, but it, for some reason with this game, it's the most obvious, and that's just because there never will be a Tiny Chow Garden in this game. Yeah, well, and also, like, I think in Sonic Advance 2, because you're gonna get hit more, having more rings feels more important, because you're more likely yeah. to get them back. But in this game, they don't have the thing that Isaiah talked about, where, like, when rings get knocked out of you, a bunch of them appear, and they bounce around a lot. Yeah. Like, in this one, it feels like just they shoot out in the same regular pattern, and you can pretty easily grab another one, but, like, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel as good. It's just, like, there is something to it that doesn't, like, I don't know. I think rings should be important, and, like, Sonic Advance 2 is not the best game, for sure, but I think that this one suffers from a lot of the same issues. So are we are we ready for thumbs? Uh, I want to say one more thing. It's it's real quick. There is Green Hill remixes in this game because it has a yeah. sunset hill, which is really cool. That's all I wanted to say. I can't I can't tell if I like those remixes or not. I I don't. But what are you gonna do? This so this game is weird because every act has a different like version of the same song within a zone. Well, it's one and but two I, are the same songs, and then three usually sounds different. Uh, I thought it was. I definitely remember one and two sounding different from each other, but. There's different versions of the same song within the zone, and also the zone map has like a more chill, generally, version of that song, or at least less intense. And I kind of think that they're all not very good anyway. Oh yeah, none of the songs in this game are like worth listening to, really. Usually you think, oh yeah, to make a variation, to make several variations on the same song requires some sort of musical talent. And this game says, that's actually not true. Yeah, it's just not really, not really good. Yeah. Alright, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh... I'll be thumbs up this time. I think that this game just fairly, like, I think it's, it's like right on par with two, but they're very different games for me, personally. I'm glad you said thumbs up, because I think somebody needs to be thumbs up, but it's not gonna be me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to make a mistake like I did with Sonic CD so I'm gonna give this one a thumbs down because I think I gave Sonic Advance 1 a thumbs down yeah I think this game is definitely worse than Sonic Advance 1 well it might be better is the problem yeah well it's it's weird because there's cool gameplay stuff in it that feels better or wait did I hold it did I say Sonic Advance 1 yeah I meant 
Oh my god. Okay. I meant to say that Sonic Advance 1 is definitely worse than this game, is what I meant. Sorry. I okay. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, but... There's, I mean, the character stuff is cool, but enough design stuff around it makes it so that it doesn't matter that it's cool. Just let me know how you feel when those rings go to nothing, like you said. Yeah, well, I think it does matter, though, because to me, like, the character, having the multiple characters and being able to play them at the same time is enough to, like, keep you interested, even if the yeah. levels aren't. Yeah. Which I think was the problem with Sonic Advance, is that the levels in Sonic Advance are really cool, right? But, like, by the time you get to the fourth one, it just stops being fun. So, like, that doesn't hold up as long, but the characters, I feel like, it, it, it's fun to play that as a video game. Yeah. So that serves its purpose better and, like, makes this game more fun just as an experience. And I think that if you were playing it incrementally the way you were supposed to, that would keep you interested longer. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing, this game does a good job of answering the question of the problem from the previous games, which is how do we get the player to play the same game with different characters, like, without literally making them replay the same stages yeah. with different characters? Which is what Sonic Advance 2 did, and that's part of why that game is bad. Yeah. But, like, I think that this game, because you're allowed to kind of just play it at your own pace, and, like, the play, having to play a Sonic thing is bad, but, like, I feel like most people will play the game as Sonic all the way through anyway. Yeah. Like, at least for boss fights and stuff like that. Sometimes the game encourages exploration, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, that's for sure. It's just so inconsistent. I think that because this is the only Game Boy Advance, like, 2D Sonic game that, like, the difficulty curve does not become just a wall of pain by the end. That's true. That alone is what's giving it a thumbs up for me. Okay. Like, just the fact that it doesn't become unplayable by the fifth zone is, like, amazing. <laughs> That's That has been a consistent problem with pretty much every handheld Sonic game yeah. since the Game Gear. Like, even Pocket Adventure, like, the pre-Dimps Dimps game, like, that game got pretty obscene by the end. Yeah. And I like that game a lot. So, I think that that's what's giving me the thumbs up on this game. If, if this had the same difficulty curve as Sonic Advance 1 and Sonic Advance 2, I think it might be worse than both of those games, just because the level design to be as hard as it would have to be would just be, like, a mess. Yeah. Whereas, like, in Sonic Advance 1 and 2, if you just memorize the levels, they're not too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which isn't a good thing, but, like, it's still a solution to a problem that this game has, which is, even if you memorize levels in this game, because so many moving parts are, like, out of sync, it just, ugh, yeah. it's, like, so bad. Alright, that, that pretty much sums it up. You can find us on Twitter at NoSpinDashZone. You can if email lucky, us. maybe using... we'll tweet something. I, I, hey, I've been <laughs> tweeting more lately. <laughs> Have you been tweeting that's not been the podcast got uploaded? Oh man, dude, I wasn't tweeting anything. <laughs> the, the updates are already an amazing boost from my previous. I have a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> we, we gotta get those Sonic memes tweeted. You can email us using the email nospin-zone at gmail.com. We'll be happy to respond if you email us. We will probably read it out loud in an episode. Unless it's profane. Yeah, out of, out of uh, our wheelhouse. Yeah, don't don't send us an email about like Mega Man. If you send me hate mail, I will read it on the podcast. As long as again, it's not unsafe. Yeah, or about Mega Man. I if you send me an email about Mega Man to the No Spin Dash Zone, I don't care what Isaiah says, I'll read it on the podcast. <laughs> and you can also follow us on Twitch using the the Twitch link twitch.tv slash no spin dash zone. We stream on Wednesdays, but not necessarily every Wednesday. We stream some Wednesdays. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Isaiah Games. That's I-S-I-A-H Games. Follow me at Draws Charlie where I draw something every day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.